0: And welcome back to another episode of Wrestling With Romance I'm your co-host of Dean, And on today's episode, I feel like we have a very good episode for you We started off with Jack doing some, let's call it self-reflection As he looks at some of the things within his dating life And then he asks me if, well, in the words of Taylor Swift If he's the problem, if it's all on him From there we go into the very interesting relationship that the internet or the IWC seems to have with Davey Meltzer. Don't get me wrong. I understand that sometimes Dave can be a little hit or miss. Sometimes, you know, you're not always going to bet a thousand. Sometimes he also says some comments, you know, especially when it comes down to the topic of women. He said some comments in the past where it's just like, eh. Sound like a really out-of-touch old man, but when it comes down to his job, Dave Meltzer is good at his job and me and Jack have a quick discussion in regards to how we feel about the way that the internet treats him and reacts to him as Well as you know, how do we just feel about the job of Dave Meltzer and then from there? You know we discuss the worst shows that we ever been to now. Mine's just pretty basic not gonna lie haven't been to too many crazy-ass indie events. So I don't have, like, this bu- this black book filled with just shows that I remember being horrible. But let me tell you something. The story that, Sha- that Jack shares in regards to this horrible shit show of a fucking show is so ridiculous you you really do have to wait until the end to hear this and trust me when i say it's so worth it it's so worth it i've never heard about a show this bad that being said if you have a bad show you would like to share anytime on air you know let us know also you have any romantic stories you would like for us to share and talk about we'll make sure to keep you anonymous if you prefer it that way but you can always send it that and bad wrestling shows to our instagram at wrestling with romance but beyond that let's jump into the show peace see you next week
1: whore. (laughs) That wasn't rhetorical.
0: I mean, in the time I've known you, I mean, would I classify you as one? Possibly. Like,
1: (laughs) it struck me the other day Mm -hmm. like a cold splash of water in the face.
0: Right.
1: Just minding my own business. And like, I had like, you know, um, a couple of like Girls, I was texting, and on that mm-hmm. on the chairlift, I like took a picture with one of the kids I coach for a Snapchat. And really? then I started like sending it to girls. And he went, Yeesh, how many of them are there? And like, first of all, rude by that kid, he should have <laughs> minded his own business.
0: They're gonna give you the truth now. You know <laughs> a kid gonna give you the uncensored, unadulterated truth. Like they're just gonna throw it at you like a Brandy Johnson's. Sp- like fastball. You're a down, bird. Killing you on sight to see all of your dignity. Um so, yeah.
1: I don't I mean, yeah, go.
0: If I had to say we've known each other what? We're coming up on a year of knowing each other. Yeah. i probably lost track of how many people you've talked about, like to me, or in the chat, or have mentioned. Like I've probably lost it like two to threefold at this point. So you know, like and also I've heard all those stories, then I hear all these stories in the day in the podcast. So I don't really know if I need to paint the picture for you. It's well,
1: like I guess I just never considered that. Like I guess, you know, nobody ever like stops and like questions themselves. Like, am I like, you know, you just do, you just, act, you just react to what life yeah. brings you, but you never stop and be like, kind of a lot, huh? And yeah. not too much. Cause I don't think like, depending on the person, it's like, yeah. if you really love it
0: that much, like,
1: I'm, you know, I'm not throwing around horror as a
0: slur. No. But you know what? I wouldn't call you that. You know what I call? You? I call you a person on the journey of love. You know, that's what we're gonna call you because I feel like you're very much a romantic, very much living with your heart on your sleeve type of person where you're open to anybody and possibilities. Where you're just like, hey, let's just see where it goes. And, and usually, sometimes it may lead to your pants. But I'll <laughs> I, I call you a whore because also like you're not. Just fucking on the thought of just fucking, right? Mostly. I'm trying to throw you like, some rope here, Jack. I'm trying to like. Yeah, you know to... I mean, well, I'm gonna.
1: Like sometimes it is just fun to to fuck for the fuck. I mean, yeah, I mean, but okay. like I still, you know, there's still love there, even if it's in mm-hmm. an alley. <laughs> what
0: oh, love? Even if it's in the, how could you love in an alley? <laughs>
1: I once loved a girl over a literal garbage can.
0: How long did you know the girl?
1: Um, I I guess I had met her one night before, and then I, 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 another night after
0: that. I feel like the word "love." You know, are we are we sure we want to use "love" here?
1: <sighs> she was really pretty.
0: See, that that's a physical attraction. You sounded kinda lusty. You sounded that's a little fair. bit more lusty than lovey. That's
1: fair. Um well it was a romantic scene. The the snow was falling and we were in like a little sometimes they'll build like a little roof over the garbage um cans so that it's um so so you don't have to like shovel out the garbage back cans all the time. And you so know, we are
0: underneath there. The more that we talk sometimes, the more I've realized that maybe I'm just a fucking prude. Maybe <laughs> I have just never had like an adrenaline rush or dump of just like cause I just need comfort. Like I, I it could be the Taurus in me. I need to be somewhere comfort, comfortable. I need, you know, warmth. Outside in the cold with snow is falling. I don't even like walking to my girlfriend's house in the snow. I'm not snow. <laughs>
1: Well, we had, like I said, we had the little roof protecting us. It was like a little enclave (laughs) away from the weather, a shelter against the storm. And then the garbage cans were just at the right height.
0: Well, also, I will say this. In knowing you, you are someone who actually knows themselves pretty well. Because there has been moments where you're just like, no, nah, no, nah, I I I know how to push people's buttons. That's 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 me. Yeah. That's, that you know yeah. yourself. So your self awareness is pretty high. So you aren't the regular person who's gonna be like, nah, I'm just having fun. You're like, Am I doing too much? Like is, is it me? Am I doing it? Too-
1: well, that's the thing. Right. It's like I have the self awareness of like, right. am I a whore? Probably. Is this good for me? I don't know can i stop myself yeah. i don't think so right like I, mean, I have a self-awareness of like this is not a great trait of mine um and though you know we're all works in progress and i'm evolving to try to stop that
0: i'm um, not always capable in fact often we fall i fall i mean we all notice some of the things that like or our shortcomings, and sometimes we can't help it. Some people notice that hey, I spend money a little too goddamn, for, you know, willy nilly. money like money, money, and money and shit. Exactly. And then when they broke, they're like, how did I get broke? You know, <laughs> that's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I don't think you're just doing it to be malice. I don't think you're doing it. And I, it's not something where I don't think you can stop. I, I. I Maybe our hormones may stop you. But
1: um <laughs> maybe that libido will drop with age.
0: Yeah, it like, depends.
1: I'm mm-hmm. trying, like I'm aware mm-hmm. that this isn't healthy and like maybe I should just stop sleeping with the girls on their first date. <laughs> and why are you that I didn't even think that was that funny.
0: You no, know, it's just the fact I'm always I'm so I'm I'm a slow person to that. Like, I wait probably, like, three, four months before I get to that point with somebody.
1: Three, four months? Yeah. I could be dead by then.
0: (laughs) That's because you live a different life than me, Jack. You legit are a person who skis for a living. You're an instructor.
1: I was taking like, like, you know, 17 days.
0: No. Get back. Me and my my girlfriend didn't sleep with each other for five months. Yeah. Yeah,
1: what what'd you do?
0: Well, first we spent most of that time talking before we even met up, and then we spent like four months talking, conversating, like you know, talking on the phone, texting, getting to know each other uh, before we even met in person. Then when we met in person, we went out, we had ramen together, we went and watched the sunset, we went and got some uh, pastries, you know, to end the end of night with dessert. I made sure she got her in her Uber. And then she came to one of my art shows another time. She oh, yeah. hung out in my room. She came to my house, hanging out in my room. I didn't. Nope. I just waited. Because sometimes the horniness can blind us to so many other things. I'm you Remember, there's a point where I told you I went two years. Two years of pretty much of celibacy. I, and that was at like your age of 26. 26. <laughs> I, was, I was celibate. I
1: see to me, it's just mm-hmm. like I've sort of fallen on it's the logical way that this ends the night. We go on the date, you know, we have dinner, we go for a nightcap, we go back, I walk you back to your place or to mine, and then. We like talk and then we we you know smash uglies. Uh, that maybe I've built that too much into my
0: expectation in my routine. I mean, did not mind. You, you are speaking to someone who's polar opposite. I have only done that once in my life, like on the first date. Yeah. Like I've been on multiple dates, been on a lot of dates where like we can chill, we can have a nightcap, we could talk, maybe watch movies, something like that. But then after that, if you get in tired, you know, oh cool, you want to get Uber on your way home or something like or you know, yeah. I'm gonna go home. You have a good night. It's just never been something where I kinda let the vibe tells me if that's what it is. Also and I feel like I'm going to age myself so much here. Okay. I am not i have like in a different kind of culture, kind of like I'm in the middle like of our friend group. I'm kind of like in the middle. I'm younger than like, you know, our other friends in our wrestling, wrestling chat, ball. but I'm older than you. Yeah. So I've never used like a hinge, bumble, any of those dating sites, never used them. But also I've never been into like quick hookups. So I've never really been into that. It's like if we're going out, I want to hang out with you, but I'm trying to get to know you. But I've also been slow paced. So I'm kind of like in the weird middle.
1: I mean, I don't go into these dates as like,
0: it's going to be a smash and dash. No, what I mean more is like, probably like, you know, without, you know, I'm about to be 34 this year. But I feel like all the people younger than me are used to like, well, end the night. Go fuck. Like, you know, like, that's just the thought process. And that's We're just actually you know. evolved sexually evolved but I feel like to some point that's complicated certain things when it comes down to romance because I feel like if you get so involved so so early
1: I feel like it's the opposite we've simplified things too much uh, like I saw a line on the interwebs that's making around is like people used to date to fuck and now people fuck to date like it seems like yeah way more often now you hear the story of like oh we were like you know Fuck buddies, and then it just somehow spun into a relationship.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Because there used to be the courting, there used to be everything, everything used to lead up until like the 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 fucking was like the crescendo. Like like, it was like, you know, we hang out, we go get lunch, we do this stuff, and all that stuff will come at that point. And that's like the hey, now we know what we can do. Like we've spent enough time getting to know each other. Now it comes so early, it's kinda like, all right, where we go from here. But
1: well, like it can't I, be a coincidence that you've had stable relationships and I haven't. Well, I've had a stable <laughs> relationship. Like it can't <laughs> like it can't be a coincidence.
0: <laughs> I mean I don't know. Okay, like first of all, I, I don't know how to equate that. <laughs> I don't know because it's like also I look at I guess because I take my time I try to find out if they're looking for a relationship too. Yeah. You can't you can, really find that to yeah. the doing that so fast. Cause then at that point they get if they just want that, they just get what they want and they can bounce.
1: Yeah, you can align your interests and principles.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the thing that I think that's the thing that's missing in the dating. I don't really know. To be 100 percent honest, I'm terrified to ever be single again. Of the idea of like going into that dating world at my age, I'm like, nah, I don't know about this. <laughs> it's Like one of those things did it's just like, nah, that shit's scary. Like, nah, that shit's scary. <laughs> because it's just like to find someone that aligns in your interests, understands who you are, um, not try to make you be something that you're not, and at the same time you can find them, find interest, and like them for who they are, it's kind of difficult.
1: It, and you know it's not difficult? Just fucking.
0: <laughs> but then you're going to be in the thing where you're just like, am I a whore?
1: Right, yeah. you being a whore the easy way out?
0: Right, you see how we still get back here?
1: Yeah. Um, so I guess the answer is yes, and um, is that a good thing? No. And should Jack work on it? Yes. Yeah. Booyah. Welcome to Wrestling with Romance. We it's get to Jack's very assignment.
0: simple answers in very quick time. <laughs> I'm the other co-host, life Dean. Uh, as you can tell, Jack is having a moment of reflection with his dating life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh,
1: a, I got a few irons in the fire right now and it's uh, it's caused some uh reconciliation
0: on what I really want. You know what I've never been good at, and I, 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 say this, and people look at me, and they'd be like, "All right, what the fuck are you, a caveman?" I've never been able to talk to multiple people at one time. I guess that's uh, too overstimulating for me. Like, I don't know if it's just like I get overstimulated fast, but it's just like because you got to like uh, remember you and what you like and your conversation and what this is and then this person and that. And it's like my brain. Mm-mm.
1: I apologize if this message gets you down, but I'd CC every girl that I'd CC around town. <laughs> I'm just waiting to send that text one day. <laughs> I really, I listen to that song occasionally, and I really feel that in my soul. <laughs>
0: like I just oh, want man. to have that message out <laughs> there in the world. You know what, Jack? This is going to be the day. We're gonna run onto this podcast. You're gonna tell us about the joys of this relationship you have. That it's so steady and so stable. And we're gonna cheer on they're gonna cheer you on like your Brian Danielson. <laughs> this is WrestleMania 30 again. We're chanting yes, yes. <laughs> chanting yes.
1: I gotta see that Zack Sabre Jr. match.
0: Me too. I'm thinking about. I haven't watched the Zack Saber Junior. Danielson match. I have not watched the War Dog Cage match. Um, I heard it's pretty good. I may watch the Rev Pro Show um, tonight. I don't know. There's so much to catch up. There's so much wrestling to catch up on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of i I wish I I would rather have seen the Zack Saber Junior. Danielson match than um, the Okada danielson match that i saw at wrestle kingdom in japan where i went to last month
0: i feel like there's one thing you definitely have to put into perspective you you was there live for okada's last wrestle kingdom yeah like you can't you do have to actually put that
1: i guess i shouldn't complain about
0: anything like (laughs) like, if i
1: had my own choice
0: it's like do you get to watch okada and possibly danielson's last wrestle kingdom matches (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, Danielson's first and only it could
0: end up. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, you kind of got to, even though you might not love everything about it, it's just like.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's. Oh, fuck. Alex Coughlin just did a no ring death match. We have of a Valentine. I'm very excited to watch that.
0: Mm. How did, When did, Where did that happen at?
1: I think it was up near Buffalo.
0: Hmm. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of shit going on in wrestling. Some bad shit. Some not so good shit. I don't know if you saw this shit with Destiny wrestling in Albany, New York. And it's just like, yeah.
1: No, what happened?
0: So they ended up um, not announcing. Well, I guess a surprise announcement of bringing Velveteen Dream to, like, the show and letting him, like, kind of, like, have a segment in the show. But they also had Rita Chapman. I don't know if you know who Rita Chapman is, historically. She's one of the first women referees who also uh, claimed that Vince McMahon raped her. So you decided to have both (laughs) your face. When When you said I said that, your face just, like, everything went back... To our to our podcast listeners, I said this, and Jack's whole face kind of went pale for a second, and his eyes just went up, and his ears went back, of just like, "You said what?" <laughs> it's just
1: people are myopic. Yeah, and it probably would be like, how do you not have the foresight to look around and be like, "Huh, I think this is a bad idea, guys."
0: I don't know. I I don't understand how people don't think about this and be like, Dude, is this really the smartest thing to do? But whatever. That happened this past weekend. And then, yeah. But what you want to talk you, about, friend?
1: I mean, it's what's on my heart. You know who's mm-hmm. always there to tell us about everything in pro wrestling, who has mm-hmm. been there for 40 years? <laughs> Mr. Baby Meltzer. Dave Meltzer. Okay? <laughs> and we all need to leave Dave Meltzer alone. Leave Dave Meltzer alone is what's on my heart. And he's he's just... Um, this. I also kind of have a theory where it's mm-hmm. like the internet has made Dave Meltzer's job so significantly harder because it can cherry pick like... Oh, Dave said this. And it's like, well, he didn't really say that. He said that there was speculation that it could go this way. Right. And everybody would be like, oh, he's wrong. Like, It's like, <laughs> no, he he was very, like, it was like when he was talking about uh, the Rocks match at WrestleMania and where they were going to yeah. go. He was very clear. Like, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. It could be this match. It could be that match. I've gotten a few different answers. And then that's spun into mm-hmm. on Twitter of like, Dave said, this is the match and he's wrong again. Or Dave is just guessing and grasping at straws here. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's his job. He's telling you what he's heard and has, has not admitted any certainty to it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Like he has not said, this is definitely the plan. Yeah. It's just fucking losers on the goddamn interweb who have not worked like a lick of the amount that Dave Meltzer has coming in to feel them to make themselves feel better about themselves, right? Or to make them feel like they're on an even plane and like cutting him down.
0: I think. So there's two things, I think, with the Dave Meltzer thing, right? Uh, when I look at the way fans online look at, there's no space for nuance with the type of shit that he does. Because I even see it with someone like a Sean Ross app, who, I follow Sean Rossap. I've been following him for since, I want to say before the pandemic. And both of them are pretty good at their goddamn fucking jobs. And there is no Sean Ross app without Dave, the Dave Meltzer. I think the thing people don't don't understand is a lot of this shit is work, is like live and working. Like this shit can change at the drop of a fucking dime. So, like the rock shit, he probably what the person who gave him that information probably knew that was the information at the time. And then, as shit started to change over those few days, they was just like, "Now nah, we can't do this shit. We gotta switch some shit," and which it looks like. I I don't understand how people can not see that that's what this is.
1: (laughs) I think The Rock always was going to turn heel.
0: I think, yeah. Well, I don't know. I will say this. Part of me says, because the one thing I will say about this situation is WWE has continuously acted like what Cody said that Friday. Before me and you cut the game and saw that podcast never me and you had that podcast never happened. They act like, nah, he never said what? He never said nah WrestleMania. We don't know what you're talking about. Like knock over the water pitch and be like, you ain't see shit. Yeah. And it's just like because that was a different idea. And then they saw the, the reaction and then they changed it. But the thing is like things can change. They never say a thousand percent this is what's gonna happen. A hundred percent this is what's gonna happen. And I think people just want a yes or no in situations where it's not yes and no. Like there's nothing in wrestling that's yes or no that can be given to you by information by people not booking the show. They Even the people book booking
1: the show. the show. I mean, how many times have we heard the stories about like, yeah, I showed up at the show and yeah. they told me what we were gonna do an hour before we went on.
0: Yeah, like there or was um, there was every- something recently that happened like that.
1: Every fucking pro wrestling like signed contract story is always like, "Yeah, I signed it right before uh, I signed it at the arena the day of the show.
0: Punk, Dennis and Cole all signed when they got to the arena. Like It's, it's, it's always said they're expected to go. And that's the thing with this thing is like they want. So is it hundred percent? You, can, I can't tell you a hundred percent. When my job is not to report something, like I don't book the show, I don't find the talent. I'm just told what someone heard. It's
1: people expect him to bat a thousand, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. I mean, that's an impossible to ask. He probably, I would say, fifty percent of the time. He's right. Mm, yeah. And 50% I, of the time in a business that's designed for smokescreen and designed to fool people. Pretty fucking
0: good. I I would say the thing that happens sometimes to melt it off is the other 50% where he might not be right. Does not always look great. Like, uh. Like, when he was talking about, oh, you know, the whole CMLL, um, A thing, and then next thing you know, it's like, people's already like, wait. And even when in our group chat, I was like, Commander was on a show with them, and he has a A belt. And I was like, that don't sound right. And then the next morning, we wake up to, oh, Thunder Rose was at the CMLL thing. Like, it's like, but also... That comes from the people who relay him the information. Because I think we can we can kind of guess someone on the AAA side who's not too happy about that deal probably gave him that information. Because you you have this. This is still, like, no matter what, this is still show business. People are fucking kids in high school. <laughs> people are still kids in high school, even though they're grown adults. So it's like, it's not on him. Like, he he got the information from somebody he trusted. trusted enough to report it and then it was just like oh maybe it's not the same way
1: i also and let me know if you've seen it but like Mm -hmm. i haven't been able to find the original clip of him saying or writing yeah the the deal with cmll is that they're not allowed to have any other mexican wrestlers on the same episode
0: i had ah fuck i found it on i I didn't find it like i just saw the citation of it from twitter with the link to the episode um i would have to see it i think it might be russell purist i think i have it somewhere i have to check my i always my bookmarks is a fucking mess on twitter but it's probably somewhere in my bookmarks
1: like it becomes this game of telephone Mm -hmm. where
0: dave Meltzer reported this
1: when it could have been Dave said, what I've heard is dot, right. dot, I have not heard confirmation yet. I'm not saying whether it is or it isn't, but amongst all of this hubbubaloo yep. and this shitstorm, yep. I never found the actual report. Yes. I searched that shit out, and I still did not find the actual fucking report of him <sighs> saying, yeah, this is the deal that they struck.
0: Right. And... I would technically, like, before I even say that, that's definitely what he said. I'm going to look it up. Now i try to see if I can get it to you by tonight. But also, I think that's the thing we forget. This is telephone. This is wrestling telephone. That's what we're playing most of the time when we listen to the dirt sheets. Is wrestling <laughs> it's wrestling telephone. It's wrestling telephone on how people feel. Wrestling telephone on most of <laughs> the shit. And we're just hoping that the motherfuckers that we're getting the telephone message from is actually... Accurate with their telephone reporting, like when you really break it down, that's all it is.
1: The hubris
0: of these internet folk mm-hmm.
1: who bad mouth, or I don't even want to say bad because like, you can talk shit on Dave Meltzer, like who gives a fuck, yeah. But to call say that Dave is a hack when he's been yeah. doing this for 40 years, the man has dedicated himself.
0: Day in other- and day
1: out to mm-hmm. catalog cataloging pro wrestling without Dave Meltzer, pro yeah. wrestling doesn't stand the way it is today. Nobody That's has a done a better job of documenting it and reminding people of its history than Dave Meltzer.
0: I think, though, you gotta give that you gotta put some of that blame on the Eric Bischoffs, sure, we'll call him a hack. Who people who have, like, like look.
1: I don't understand you... Eric Bischoff. Like, I, I mean, I don't understand people I... who follow Eric Bischoff's lane on that because Eric Bischoff is a salesman. That's what he does. That's what he's always done. So he's going to sell you mm-hmm. his perspective.
0: I don't get people objective. who follow.
1: As a, as a journalist, and we'll yes. just, I want to talk about his reviews in a few minutes, his ratings mm-hmm. in a
0: few minutes. Yeah, but
1: as a journalist, is objective.
0: I don't get people who follow Eric Bischoff at all. (laughs) I'm going to be 100% honest because you weren't the WCW kid. I was the WCW kid. If we're being real, legit, we're talking what? 96 to maybe late 99, early 2000, whenever Goldberg's streak really ended. That is it of Eric Bischoff actually being somewhat worthy in the wrestling space if we're being a hundred percent honest there's something
1: really pathetic about
0: him naming his podcast 83 83 weeks i fucking hate listen i and people may think i'm just like a hater him russo bugged the fuck out of me because i'm like you are guys who had 15 minutes of fame with some shit and you have somehow managed to pull it into the year of our lord savior of 2024 and it really shouldn't actually be here what has Russo actually done that has been good outside of the Attitude fucking era? I, as a WCW fan, hate Vince Russo with a burning passion in here that will never fade. Like, I almost want to say it's Cornette level, but I'm not a bigot. So, <laughs> so it's like I, I don't get it because it's like Dave Meltzer, his whole career, right, has been worth more to me. Just me, my personal opinion. than Eric Bischoff. I don't understand how we can argue
1: this. Oh, I mean, he certainly provided more depth and more.
0: He's opened more lanes. Yeah, uh, he's open more lanes. And, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> more lanes.
1: <laughs> I like. I saw a quote from J, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts um, that said he was talking about q and A. Q&A who and somebody asked him about kayfabe and like, oh, were you like sad to see kayfabe being so tarnished? And he Jake. Roberts said kayfabe was only for the promoters so that they could pay us less so that they could keep us from talking to each other. Exactly. Dave Meltzer, when that shit was going on was the one who was helping wrestlers and being like, so this is the facts. This is what's actually going on. Don't let them tell you that the, you know, that there was a bad draw or like ratings are down because this is the truth.
0: Perfect example before we get to the match ratings. Just recently, and I think this, I have to find out, once again, do not quote me that this came from Dave Meltzer, but I do believe this came from wrestling on It was reported that what Sasha, what Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks, was looking for to go back to WWE was not to be paid higher than Charlotte, but to be paid on that level. Because before, she was getting paid less than Charlotte, Becky, Nia Jax. Liv Morgan and Carmella and Ronda Rousey. I mean, Ronda Rousey, I get, but now it should be, she should yeah. be on the levels of Charlotte and Becky. Like you should pay her that level.
1: Yeah. This is so it's a,
0: payday. But it's like, you need people like a Dave Meltzer, like how you just say contract wise, where they're reporting like, Hey, this person's not saying, Hey, change the game with me. No, but pay me my worth, mm-hmm. because these people are independent contractors who have to take care of so much shit themselves. Like, yes, we are people who enjoy this form of entertainment. But let's not forget that these are human beings putting their fucking physical bodies and health on the line consistently. I have no problems with a person. Who, yes, may be playing telephone, but it's giving me some information I find interesting on why my wrestler might not be going, staying in their same organization and collecting a check they rightfully deserve. I don't mind.
1: Dave Meltzer has helped secure paydays for pro wrestlers
0: for mm-hmm. 40 years. Now, if we talk about some of his match ratings, I ain't going to lie to you. Sometimes I can't fuck with some
1: Well, well, what do you mean in terms of like, I don't fuck with him? Can you quantify that for me?
0: Recently, he gave Jericho and Takeshita 4.25 stars. And I was like, (laughs) Sir, Sir, Sir. And in my view, it was like half a, it was like quarter of a star less than Swerve Hangman 3. And I said, Sir, what are we doing? What, where are we measuring these matches? Like, I get it. It's by your preference. But there's no way on God's green earth, you're telling me Swerve Hangman three, which I think was a fucking banger of a match, and Takeshita versus Jericho are like this close together. No, no, no. It's more like this. It's like this. <laughs> it's, like, it's like sometimes his grading is a little like you know, like how people talk about that. Kurt Angle's never had a five star match. Yes, yeah, to me, that's sounds
1: always, always a hot fucking well, like that lately that's been a hot topic yeah
0: but i'm also like it's his perspective like we can't knock somebody for their perspective Mm -hmm. like me and you've had this discussion with john Cena. how you see cena how i see cena if i had five stars it'd be different if you had five stars it'd be totally different if somebody actually asked you hey what's your what's your three five star john cena matches me and your matches would be totally different
1: There's a cottage industry around hating Dave Meltzer and his
0: ratings. Oh, my God. Especially if you have a blue check mark, you are collecting. Red. You are collecting money. There's a weird... One day we're going to get onto it here. There's a weird thing about wrestling fans who hate wrestling and just want to continue to content farm for hating wrestling. And it's so fucking weird to me. Don't get me wrong. There's a bunch of shit that ain't my fucking cup of tea. But I'm not gonna shit on it. I'm not gonna spend time shitting on it. Hey, that's that shit. Let it rock. Somebody gonna love it. Ain't for me.
1: There's um like I think of he was he was the the only voice, journalistic mm. voice, respectable voice in pro wrestling.
0: For a while, a long time, a very long time,
1: decades. Like we're probably yeah. talking about new voices emerged, like in the podcast era in the last ten years.
0: You could almost say a quarter century, because like I don't know if anybody from like '90s to like early 20s like I would say SRS Sean Russad probably really got that around 2020, yeah. maybe around 20, and I would say he's one of the more popular ones. But even with that, from like the '90s till now, or '80s till now melter was it
1: so when you pl- people talked about like a five-star match they were talking about dave melter said it was a five-star mm-hmm. match. like any ranking when they were like oh it got uh, three and three quarters it mm-hmm. was dave melter's ranking they were talking about he became this like ubiquitous um like in the way that xerox is is what you call a copy a kleenex yeah. is what you call a tissue a star ranking was Dave Meltzer. Mm -hmm. A ranking for any pro wrestling match was Dave Meltzer. And there was always dissension. You could agree, but that was like the template. That was the marker. If you said like, I mean, let's go back to Okada and Omega. People would talk about those like series of matches and be like, Oh, I know Dave Meltzer said, this is the best one, but I think this is the best one. And that wasn't in a literal way. It was just in, Person it, it was a it was like you had to acknowledge Dave Meltzer's ranking and mm-hmm. then your own. And I think that creates a lot of disdain. Like people don't want to see somebody uh become uh the uniform voice.
0: Yeah, I think also it's a thing where even the star ratings, like bro, they're in video games, they're in 2K games, yeah, like star ratings, like think about it, like people have been like that's been like for like like well almost six years now like people have to realize like yes his impact when it comes down to wrestling is there it's never going away it's undeniable but I think people hate the fact that he has an impact like there are some people who there are some people who just they they just feel like oh my god it's changed wrestling so much I'm like I don't think everybody's going out there to have a five star fucking match
1: no they definitely but, uh, nor any people should
0: no, but I think there are some people who are going to be like, I'm going out there to tear the fucking house down. Yeah. And that's cool. That's welcoming. I just think there is a place where people hate this man for no goddamn fucking reason. Most <laughs> like... should
1: go out to perform for the audience. They should perform go out to perform in a vacuum and not worry about the rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't... like, And I think Dave Meltzer would also say the same. Because, like, Dave Meltzer has been clear. It's like you shouldn't just listen to my voice. Like you should go out and do whatever the fuck you want to do. Uh, I think like,
0: that's also a thing like people that feel like their wrestlers are being like because if people look at like a Will Ospreay who's gotten the most five star matches I think ever from Dave Meltzer and they'd be like, oh, but all he does is like flippy shit and Japan shit. And which it's is is ridiculous. Like, if you ain't never watched a real a Will, Will Ospreay match, please go. Go, go! Shut up before you even finish. Hit send. Shut the fuck up. Close it. I got a couple recommendations for you. Just go. Watch <laughs> it. Go watch it and tell me you don't feel something. Look at that crowd. Look at that reaction. And I think also, so many people have their like. Yes, Dave is an internet-based, you know, personality. Just because you have the internet, don't mean we need to give a fuck about your opinion.
1: We give a fuck about Dave Meltzer's opinion, even when we disagree with it, because we yes. know nobody
0: else has consumed this much wrestling. Dave has watched more wrestling than I've been alive. Right. you going
1: to live hours. Yes. We, we're talking about somebody like I, like speaking as a film critic, mm-hmm. I would never say that my opinion is better than somebody else's. Right. Um. But objectively. Mm-hmm. I have more knowledge. Like, I... I've went to film school. I studied the craft. I've spent my life watching every piece of, like, move cinema that I can get my hands on and discussing it ad nauseum. Right. To the point my friends would rather discuss anything the fuck else. Except, like, my dissection of scenes and movies and and scripts. Mm Mm-hmm. That doesn't make my opinion better, but it does make my opinion more educated and, and informed. So from sorry,
0: and informed
1: and informed, and from that perspective, I and Davy boy do their best to try to inform
0: mm-hmm. the masses
1: of like this is what I think. Like, the role of the critic is not to, um is not to guess what the audience is going to think or not rank it as what, how the audience is going to think it is to provide their opinion so that an audience can better understand the context of what they're entering into, what art form they're about to be about to engage with. Absolutely. Like I think about um, the example that comes right to mind of like disagreeing. It's like, well, this guy's just doesn't get it is when Zach Ryder won the, GCW championship against Nick Gage. Mm-hmm. People were like throwing shit in the ring. And Dave Meltzer said like, this is disgusting. Nobody should do this. It's just, like really bad for wrestling. And it's like, no, you've completely lost the plot here, Dave. It's like, this is one of the best things that's happening in, re- happened in wrestling in a long time.
0: Also, I will say there are moments where Dave says some shit that we do not back like some of his shit about you know women and their parents and what I, I ain't got shit to do with that when it comes down to shit like that you can call him out <laughs> when it comes down to shit like that, when you're talking about how this woman looks or how her look has changed due to this hey dave i leave that alone you could jump on dave for that now when it comes down to him just about the information a passes on that's different but also stuff like that sometimes i do think we have to remember that dave is older than us dave is just an old man sometimes so sometimes when he says some shit i'm just like all right grandpa you know it's cool you know
1: you can disagree with dave it's exactly okay. nobody gives a shit including dave meltzer like, he does he, he doesn't want to go around life having the only opinion on pro wrestling
0: oh no i think dave probably doesn't give a fuck about how people see his opinions more than Mm -hmm. like he I don't think you could find somebody who gives a fuck less than Dave probably
1: speaking of opinions you want to talk about our worst wrestling shows
0: we've ever been I was a big discussion for the day I've been excited for this you go first so I was thinking about it a little bit more I'm like have I been to worst shows um but no, I really can't say I've been to a worse show than WrestleMania 29. I'm kind of fortunate there. Like one, my experience with going to indie shows—it's just really started to pick up. Like now that I've really kind of like gone way outside the WWE bubble in my life. Um, but WrestleMania 29 was so fucking trash. <laughs> so,
1: makes so sad man. about that, that WrestleMania is one of the worst shows.
0: That you I know what did. it is? So I went to 28 the year before, right? Okay. Me yeah. and my friend Ben, uh, we was in college together with wrestling fans. We still talk to this day. Actually, now that we talk, now that we, I just brought his name up, I have to mail out a gift for him tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but... We went to twenty eight and we were so excited, you know. Once in a lifetime, you had the John Cena Rock match. You had a uh, the end of the era, uh, Hell in the Cell match. We had great seats. It was a it was the was
1: Undertaker's best WrestleMania match
0: ever. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. We might have. Hmm, that's a discussion for another day. Because I would say twenty five or twenty six is still above that end of the era hell in the south because his first match with Shawn michaels was something that 25 was magical <laughs> 25. um but you know it was a great match, great night exciting. not gonna lie going into like mania i was just like i don't even know if i really want to go with this whole like i didn't want to see john cena rock again like once in a
1: lifetime twice baby
0: it was like once in a lifetime, psych. It was like psych was just like right next it to me. So like, odd to me. That whole show was just not good. Like first you had, um, you had it was a big show, Sheamus and Randy Orton versus the Shield, which was a, like a weird trio match. Um, <laughs> the Miz <laughs> won the house. C- so <laughs>
1: <fucking> <laughs> Why were those three together?
0: (laughs) You had the Miz winning the IC belt on the kickoff on the kickoff show from Way Barrett with the figure four, which was again that was babyface Miz, which babyface Miz
1: Miz World WrestleMania.
0: But a babyface Miz is just always bad. I'm just never fan. I'm
1: I'm a big Miz defender. Um, Not when he's a babyface. No. Sometimes when he leaned a little tween, I can like I, I get down with it. But, like, your baby,
0: baby face is just always awkward. Um, You have Ryback losing to Mark Henry. Um, okay. cool. You had sure. Fandango's first match. So, everybody was doing the. Love duh, duh, it. Yep. Duh, duh. And he beat Chris Jericho with like a roll up, if I'm not mistaken. Chris that might Chris
1: Jericho's biggest paycheck, apparently.
0: Yeah. Um, And then you had Alberto Del Rio versus Jack Swagger. That was one of the matches. And I remember we was all hoping. We was all hoping that Ziggler was going to cash in that night. And it didn't happen. Like, to the point, I think we chaired Ziggler more throughout the match than anything. Um,
1: That's why I cashed in the next night.
0: You made yeah. that happen. Listen. Um, there was a whole bunch of shit in that show that just wasn't good. I mean, Punk Taker was the star of the show. And then, that's saying something. Um, I think it was still a good match, but it was just like, damn, we really did not enjoy that show. Like, even Triple H Brock Lesnar, that was before Brock Lesnar felt like Brock Lesnar. Because that was the year right before he beat the streak. So he was still trying to get his, like, his way back on, you know, his way back, like, like the aura back. So it was like, "Mm, not really feeling this. And then, Jesus Christ, John Cena versus fucking The Rock was so bad. <laughs> it was like so bad. Because <laughs> you could tell The Rock was not okay. Like, you know, like when you look at something, you're just like, eh. Something's not right here. It's like, eh. oh, gone right. Lie. I forgot about this. Team Hell No versus Big E and, and fucking Dolph Ziggler. That was a match that was also on the card. Jesus Christ. Was there even a woman's match on this card? There wasn't even a fucking woman's match on no, this card. No, that
1: can't be true. There has to be a. I'm looking at
0: it. No. Z- look, Miz versus Barrett, that was on the kickoff. Shield versus Big Show, Randy Orton, and Sheamus. And I think Big Show turned heel in that match. Um, Mark Henry versus Ryback was the third match. Team Hell No versus Big E and Dolph Ziggler. Fandango versus Jericho. Alberto Del Rio versus Jack Swagger. Undertaker versus CM Punk, Triple H versus Brock Lesnar, which was somehow the co-main event, which I don't fucking understand. <laughs> and then you had John Cena, The Rock. There was no women's match on the entire fucking WrestleMania 29 show. That's awkward. And it was just—it was so fucking bad. <laughs> so,
1: What's worse, that or Santino Morello winning the? Lumberjill, whatever, not the Lumberjill, the the Battle Royal for the Women's
0: Championship. Yeah, the Mrs. WrestleMania thing, uh, 25, I I want to say Santino because you had a man dress up as a woman to beat the woman for a woman's thing. Like, that's worse. Not good. Not good. And if I'm not mistaken, if I think back, at 28, the... Bellas was supposed to face with the Road Scholars versus the Funkadactyls with, like, Tyrus and Lord Tensai when he became a Funkadactyl with Naomi. And that got cut from 28. So, like, this, I've just seen women's matches just either not get shown at Mania or get cut. That's my only Mania experience.
1: I mean, this was before Stephanie McMahon invented women's wrestling. So, you know,
0: cut them some slack. Jesus. But, yeah, that was – it was so bad. Like, the, like. I've never been more ready to go 20 minutes into – like, six minutes <laughs> into a 30-minute max than John Cena and The Rock. Like, I was just like, yo, this is not doing anything. And then when I found out that The Rock tore, like, pretty much his fucking abdomen from his fucking penis, I was just like, yeah, this makes sense. This <laughs> makes sense, yeah. don't really feel like being – I was like, his body was ready to go, and so was I. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) So so was I. So, yeah. Everybody
1: decided it was time to get the fuck out of there.
0: Also, it was like in April, like April in New York slash Jersey, where it's rainy and kind of cold, and it's outdoors in MetLife. It sucked ass.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what I was grateful that my WrestleMania was on a nice spring night.
0: Which was that 35? 35. Yeah, but you had the longest mania of all time. I did. (laughs) Which
1: same weekend, I saw my worst wrestling live
0: show (laughs) I've ever heard, I've ever seen. So I've only heard about this story. I've never actually been here for the story, ladies and gentlemen. So you guys are hearing this story this first, same time, the first time I'm hearing this.
1: This. Show is so bad. There's literal documentaries made about it. You can, there's, there's a uh, goddamn. Yeah, it's there's there. You can look up Blackcraft Pro Wrestling documentary on YouTube, and you will find an hour long documentary on the promotion. That's like it's like the rise and fall. The whole fall is just this show. Was it their first show? No, it was their.
0: uh, I think it was their fifth. But it was a Mania weekend. You you fuck up on Mania weekend, you pretty much you you pack it up. They
1: fucked up so bad, (laughs) Dean. Dean, they fucked up (laughs) biblically. What happened? It's the promotion actually held weight like as a concept. They did a bunch of really cool shows leading in that live music. And storylines that continued over and a really high production value. Uh, They were backed by Blackcraft Clothing Company. Okay. I think that's also part of what made it so awful was that there was money put in. Mm. So like there was more, like you could see investment going to waste. Like it wasn't just like there's no budget. And so, like, when there's no budget, things fail. Right. It was was clear there was money that was trying to be made here. I believe, I want to say it was, yeah, it was NXT. Right. And I have to go to Hoboken to see the show.
0: First of all, first time to fuck out. Cause you, cause NXT was in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. That was the Brooklyn takeover where you had um, like Gunther versus uh, Walter at that time versus Pete Dunne and shit. Yes. To go to Hoboken? You know how fucking far that is?
1: Listen, bro, I was in for all of it this weekend. This was my graduation gift from my parents. Mm -hmm. I was graduating college the same year, and they're like, what do you want? And I'm like, WrestleMania is going to be in in, in MetLife I want to go to Man. the weekend and they're like yeah but like you know we can do that for you and we can do something else like a trip or like something cool and i said no 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 no, you're not getting it <laughs> wrestlemania when wrestlemania comes to town there's a whole weekend of shows <laughs> i want to go to all of them he was like i went oh i went God. to 14 shows Jesus. In 4 days i mean like between smackdown raw NXT, mm. uh, WrestleMania, all the indie shows. I was leaving shows to go to another show. Question. Yeah. Because
0: I've always wanted to do that weekend. Like yeah. WrestleMania weekend of going from like, you go to GCW where you got like fucking Florida culture. And then I'm trying to go across town to go here. Is that not extremely difficult to do in New York City?
1: No, MetroCard. MetroCard made everything oh, so Oh,
0: so you know what? New York probably makes sense, but probably somewhere like a fucking, if they went to like Florida, it'd probably be a fucking headache because you got to yeah, drive every like,
1: fucking way. Yeah, Tampa Bay must have been a fucking mess. <laughs> right. I heard New Orleans was a lot of fun because everything, it's such a walkable city.
0: And there's drinks and bars open 24 fucking yeah, hours a day. So exactly. load. you just wasted. It.
1: Yeah, it was so easy. I would, yeah, I was just hopping on the subway going everywhere. Makes sense. Makes sense. Most of it was in Midtown too. Except for oh, except for Hoboken. Except for Hoboken, where Blackcraft Pro Wrestling was at midnight. Well, it was, sport, it was supposed to start at midnight. We all got in the building at midnight. We get in. We all have our seats. And there's no seat numbers. There's no rows. There's no sections. There's no labels for any of it. And there's no ushers. Okay. It's, it's gone completely chaotic. It's gone completely. Find your own seat. Fuck you if it's not yours.
0: Okay. Everybody for themselves.
1: Yes. If people were fighting, saying that's my seat, and you know they would yell back, <laughs> "No fucking seats." I I get to mine and I just sit there and just twiddle my fingers and <laughs> look around and see shit is just not going the way they need it to. I can see them. They're trying to hook up projectors and get the music set up. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden there's a cross that's on the stage. And I'm wondering what the cross is doing there. And so finally, 45 minutes after the plane start time, out comes the minister who was the authority figure. For Minist- wait, minister? For wrestling. Yeah, the minister.
0: Alright, we got a cross and a minister. I'm already like, where the fuck are we going here?
1: The minister <laughs> um, calls a fan on stage for a sacrifice and then they crucify him. And this crucified man stays on that cross the whole show. The whole show. Wait, time,
0: time, 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 time. Is this like a planted fan? Is this? It's a planted fan. But why would you crucify?
1: Because they needed a sacrifice.
0: What the fuck? What the fuck are
1: we doing? I somebody Dean What are we doing? While this is going on, this man who looks like the. How do I put this gently? If you were to make like your stereotypical living like in your mom's basement, you know, this the World of Warcraft South Park character, dead ringer, like dead ringer for this dude. When like when you talk about indie wrestling neck beards, this dude like comes to mind. I didn't even know if he was real, I thought he might have been planted. I was like, there's no way, like, nobody looks like this in real life. And then you find
0: out, no, there's many of them.
1: As he, as this crew, as the the minister is giving his speech.
0: Right.
1: This guy stands up and goes, enough with this carny shit. We're here to see wrestling. Nobody, (laughs) nobody cheers. Just silence meets him. (laughs) And and I was like, this guy clearly is in the wrong place. Yes. Like we're clearly you've wandered, you bought the wrong ticket. Wandered into the wrong building, and now you haven't bought into this train wreck, this Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory ass like war of attrition that we've now all all, all entered into. Like we're not all gonna get out of here alive, and I'm not just talking about the crucified guy. <laughs> we're all paying for our sins as pro wrestling fans right now. Right. The show starts. The first, the match that got me there was G-Raver versus Jimmy Havoc. Okay. It is a
0: wait, 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 wait. Say the name of the matches again. That match.
1: G-Raver versus Jimmy Havoc. In Sad. retrospect, a lot of problematic
0: there. So many problems. Like you said, Raver, and I was just like. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute.
1: They're in what's called the Devil's Den's mass match. What
0: fuck is that
1: The Devil's Den match is the ring is surrounded with chain and hooks. Like fish hooks. Well hooks, but they end up being fish hooks. Oh <laughs> Jimmy Havoc's out. Jimmy Havoc gets hurt that weekend. So now, without, it? now it's Schlack. Schlack shows up. Who the fuck is Schlack? Schlack is a northeast deathmatch wrestler. He's the one when you watched him versus Abdullah. Uh, oh, okay. got
0: there. you, big dude. Yeah,
1: dude. yeah. He's yeah. built like if a pug went through uh, like geni- uh <laughs> a, like mutation, like a teenage <laughs> <in an> <laughs> He does look like that. Yeah. Um, right away the hooks fall off Like immediately the match starts Somebody hits the rope All the hooks just fall to the fucking ground And one very sad photographer Tries to like put one back on And then that falls right off Okay That match lasts nine minutes You what else lasted nine minutes? Changing the ropes over from the chains To the ropes That the rest of the show needed so now Jesus we're an hour Christ. in, and we've seen one match.
0: One match, and that, it's been, so you're already an hour, already like four, an hour behind before the show started. Yes. Because you had to do the crucifixion, the sacrifice, and all that, all that semantics before you got to a match. Yeah. Match has now changed without really y'all being notified. We knew. No, door. we knew. Okay. We didn't know who was
1: going to replace him, but we knew, Jimmy Havoc how not going to be there.
0: The match doesn't have the the fishhooks instantly fall in the first rope the first rope hit spot. Yes, and now it's an extra nine to ten minutes to change the ropes.
1: Um. Yes. Neck beard in front of me is still very angry.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: people are still trying to find their seats. <laughs> Next, this is the uh, greatest show big, That match lasted uh nine minutes, eight minutes Ooh. and forty three seconds, and that's going to be important when I tell you. One of the much bigger matches that was marketed was Simon Grimm. Well, I guess at the time it was Sam Adonis versus Penta. Simon Grimm replaces him. That match goes three minutes and 49
0: seconds. Wait, wait. Time the fuck out. Time, Time the fuck out. Yes. So Penta and Simon Grimm had a match or he replaced him.
1: Simon Grimm replaces Sam Adonis.
0: So, and he has a match with Penta. Yes. Which,
1: that's a cool match.
0: That's a cool match.
1: That's a very cool match. I would wait for that for a main event.
0: But it only went three
1: minutes. Three minutes and 49 seconds. Uh, Matthew Ah. Justice versus Gangrel, which was two matches before, went seven minutes and 49 seconds.
0: What the fuck is going on? (laughs) What the fuck is going
1: on? Next, um, we have a number one contendership for the Blackcraft Heavyweight Championship six way match okay. that um, for I mean there was never another show, so the number <laughs> one contendership <laughs> is now Millenvoid. That Teddy Hart wins, and also I saw the inception of r- zippy zipper sweatshirt Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix came out there in a zip-up hoodie.
0: <laughs> My man
1: said, fuck this shit!" Yeah, just like didn't even bother to take it off. The whole match. I don't even think it was merch. I think it was just a generic <laughs> like green hoodie. They go I,
0: with his, did at least go with his attire. No. Oh, God, no.
1: <laughs> and there just there was no match to be had. It was just dudes like doing backflips and like their stunts, which there's a lot of matches like that on WrestleMania weekend. None of them have a dude who's in a zip-up hoodie like he's (laughs) getting his Postmates from the front door.
0: Especially when they're one of the greatest
1: luchadores in the world. Eight minutes, ten seconds. Masato Tanaka versus Chris Dickinson next.
0: Okay. Masato Tanaka. Oh, shit. Okay.
1: They decide, fuck all this. Word. I don't care about any of you. Chris Dickinson's like, I get one shot to wrestle Tanaka. I'm making the most of it. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. 15 minutes, 45 seconds.
0: Whoa. (laughs) Hey,
1: that's going to become a problem in a moment. (laughs) Up next, you have your two World uh, world Championship matches. Okay. We'll tune a bonus and we'll get to the bonus. We have Soraya Knight, Soraya's mom. Okay. slash Paige's mom. That's what
0: my brain was just like. Okay. Defeating, so mom. Yeah.
1: And Soraya was actually on their first show. Oh, shit. Yeah, um, uh, not not wrestling then, obviously, but, but she just making up Did like a backstage promo? Yeah, right. and she was in the crowd. Anyways, Mama Soraya defeats Maria Manic to retain the Black Craft Women's Championship. Twenty five seconds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On the side, I've been eating seeds, and I almost swallowed the whole seed when you said twenty five seconds.
1: Oh, it gets better. Up next. <sighs> Up next, Johnny Blackcraft, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Elite,
0: Johnny Television. Oh, Lord. Johnny Blackcraft was the name? Yes. Okay.
1: Versus David Starr.
0: Oh. Which,
1: in a vacuum, very interesting match. First time in tw- ever. In
0: 2019, this is a match yeah. you would be like, oh, this should be good.
1: For the for the Blackcraft World Championship. Mm-hmm. 11 seconds.
0: I beg your fucking pardon. I beg your fucking
1: pardon. They... I think Johnny rolled him up and then David Starr gets upset and chokes out, like, afterwards and chokes out Johnny and leaves in a huff. The minister comes back out. Oh, no, Matthew Justice comes back out. He had, like, a chi- title shot guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And the minister says, over my dead body, they had been feuding. And Matthew Justice um, cuts the throat of the minister.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where the fuck? What is going on? What the fuck is happening?
1: Cut his throat. Like, with prosthetics and, like, fake blood spewing everywhere. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, also, I forgot fun fact. The guy who played the minister was pinhead in the Hellraiser movies. How much money was put play- I'm trying to tell you, bro.
0: That has to be the most of your budget. Yeah.
1: So he cuts his throat. And then Matthew Justice goes in and wins the uh heavyweight, the world champ Blackcraft World Championship. In what was supposed to be this big like accumulative storytelling climax that's now <laughs> just been rendered awkward and useless and weird. And everybody's like, All right, I guess that's it. We go home now.
0: <laughs> Listen. Ed, when at the end of the show or close to the end of the show, everybody's like, I guess that's it. I guess we go home now.
1: Right. You think that's the main event.
0: Is it not?
1: Yeah, you would think you can't really, like, once somebody's throat has been slashed, you can't really one-up that. No. They said y'all motherfuckers want an encore. (laughs) Out comes the Battle
0: Royale. Get the fuck out of here, Jack. Jack, get the fuck out of here. You're not telling me. They did all of that shit just to do a Battle Royale at the end.
1: Let me read you some of the names
0: Oh my god
1: Zicky Dice who ends up winning Spoilers At Atticus Coger Anthony Green Pasanova Valentine who's a really big deal In New York as a wrestler um, John Wayne Murdoch Mance Warner Hornswoggle What the fuck And Just Incredible who provides possibly the best moment of the night and a fantastic microcosm of so everybody they all go into the ring at once. Like there's no entrances, everybody just get the fuck in there. Just and there's more, more names it. by the way, so there's a lot of motherfuckers in the ring. Just incredible says fuck all that, and just starts hurling chairs into the fucking ring with no regard for human life. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's bashing people in the skull and he's still <laughs> in fucking chairs like it's no biggie during this time the lights go on of the whole building no explanation why lights on in the club does that mean we leave is it over now nope they're gonna finish this fucking match but the wrestlers kind of get the idea that they need to get the fuck out of there. So wrestlers just start jumping over the top rope. Like,
0: <laughs> like eliminated themselves? I, like, <laughs> fuck, I gotta go home.
1: Dickie right. uh, <laughs> Dice wins. Right. And then we're all standing there. the Those who have remained. I wasn't leaving this show until the last month. He's like, I'm going to get my
0: money's worth. I'm going to watch this.
1: There's my money's worth. And I was like, there's nothing. We're seeing a collision of events that we may never get to be a part of again. We as this audience will have this moment for the rest of our lives. Because anybody who's in attendance that night. Will tell you this is the worst show I've ever been to. It's rare that we get a universal opinion. Finally, as we all kind of mill around, the lights are on. Nobody knows what to do or what just happened or what happens next. Somebody gets on the PA of White Eagle Hall and goes, "We need to please get. Uh, we need to please get everybody out of the building in the next." 10 minutes or else we lose our money for the show. We lose our billing deposit. <laughs> and when people don't move as fast as they wanted people to move, they start yelling, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. What <laughs> the fuck? fuck? And we start moving towards the exits and there's yeah. a month amongst everybody on the sidewalk. Because we all know we had just been a part of something special in <laughs> wrestling history. Like in wrestling lore, it has become this like cult event. This like, like, um, uh, like almost like lost footage, like, whereas, hey, there was once a show so bad that they screamed at people to get the fuck out, and somebody had their throat slashed and, and crucified. You know, and somebody was crucified. And <laughs> Simon Grimm and Penta wrestled for four minutes. And First just of a couple all, hurled, sh- hurled chairs at people.
0: How long was the battle royale?
1: Five minutes, 19
0: seconds. <laughs> it is crazy that David Starr and fucking Johnny Nitro was 25 seconds. <laughs> and yet.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Eleven seconds, <laughs> because they had to get them all out for the building curfew.
0: Yo, so so basically, the Tanaka match you fucked it all up.
1: I mean, listen, they would have gone in like five minutes apiece. I think it, it made it better, frankly, because like <laughs> you, nobody's gonna like five minutes is gonna kind of everybody's gonna kind of feel stupid. Like right. eleven seconds is ludicrous. 11 seconds is historic. Your main event of your payoff show, your biggest show ever, was 11 seconds, and then somebody's throat was slashed (laughs) Next to somebody who had been
0: crucified. The crazy part to me is that being one of David Starr's last WrestleMania weekend's, and he's associated with possibly it that was his last shitt- WrestleMania
1: match. WrestleMania it was match.
0: so it's like, and also, he's associated with one, he's a shit human being, but also, he's like, hey, you're also associated with the shittiest <laughs> like the shittiest show
1: wrestling show in history. I went and did research, so I recently saw a list mm-hmm. of like the top 10 worst. This was number three. I I disagree because, like. I, I saw, like, I think number one was the show where it was like all the old guys, like the Jake the Snake, um, at, like last match, and he showed up mm. drunk. But that's wrestlers have shown up drunk to shows before. This was unprecedented. <laughs> there will never. We all on that sidewalk knew we were part <laughs> of something that will never happen again, and has never, never happened before. The worst that was, the worst that will be, the worst there is.
0: It was so bad. It was the show's last show.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. It killed the whole company. Yeah. They had a lot of momentum up to that point.
0: Here's the crazy part. Our booking of promotions sound more logical sound than thought out. Than somebody's main weekend.
1: I, I won't lie, when I booked my promotion, people like were like, oh, this isn't this won't work. I'm like, do you I've seen things not work? More like, <laughs> <fewer laughs> luck than anything else. Like, you just gotta believe in it. And like, listen, I've had so much I love that show so much. It's the worst show I've ever been to. But when I think about it, I only smile.
0: Like, do you love it because of how bad it was oh, and how yeah. much of a train wreck it was? And you just just like I'm never going to see something this bad ever again.
1: Yeah, like, listen, I went... There was a lot of, you know, mid-shows that weekend. It was great to be a part of the experience mm. of WrestleMania weekend. Like, you know, you just see a lot of unremarkable shows, guys who are, like, wrestling their fifth match of the weekend or whatever the fuck. You're right. This was special. It was... I got out of there at 3 a.m. and was so angry about it. <laughs> and it's it's... it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> so memorable.
0: My and question is: With this times, how the fuck did you get out? Of, I mean, of course, it took an hour for the show to start, but with the timing that you tell me, I don't understand how you got out at three AM. Three of the matches didn't even make a minute.
1: It was the show was about an hour and a half because you also have to include the bollocks that went down. They didn't cut any of the bollocks. They didn't count. They didn't cut any of the crucifixion or stabbings.
0: Wait, there was multiple.
1: Well, there was one crucifixion, there was one stab.
0: Oh, uh, no, no, no. Okay. They you didn't... said stabbings. I was like, that was segment
1: is? went on in full.
0: How long was this segment?
1: I want to say the crucifixion was about 10 minutes and the stab was like five.
0: I can't imagine sitting there. Storytelling. But, oh, my God. Storytelling. <laughs> 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 I, I I'm gonna YouTube this now
1: I think they've erased the footage From Earth like I, I don't know You should watch it, everybody should go watch it Blackcraft, Wrestling April 5th, 2019 White Eagle Hall The show was called No Apologies
0: Ironically enough
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That is wild as fuck My god, Jack
1: let us know your work show you've ever been to. I'd love to hear from you. None of them are going to be worse than this one.
0: No. I was going to say, also tell us the worst match you've seen in person. That, because I ain't going to front. In person, I did see the Daniel Bryan 18 seconds match. I, I did see a couple of, I've seen a couple of bad matches in person. But it would
1: have. It would have to be that the... the the, the six-way match for okay. the number one
0: contendership on that show. When Ray Phoenix comes out, is just in a fucking hoodie, just jumping around. I think he did, like, much.
1: I think he did a move off the ropes and then just left. Like that's how I <laughs> remember it in my mind.
0: No, I need to find footage. I will, I will never rest. This is now my Moby Dick in wrestling. <laughs> I will never rest until I can find the footage of this. Oh, man. But yeah, folks, let us know your worst wrestling pick shows that you've ever been to. Let us know maybe the worst matches you've seen live. Um and we'll read some of them on the next episode. But Jack, tell them where they can find you, good sir.
1: JackSimonMakes.com, check Jack Doc Simon on Twitter and Instagram.
0: You can find me, LifeAdeem on everything. <laughs> find me at LifeAdeem on everything. Find us wrestling on romance on Instagram, wrestling on romance pod on Twitter. And we'll see you guys next week. There's this peace. We out.